0: Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And man, I, I'm pumped about today's topic. I'm thrilled with today's guest. Uh, this, this guest and I go way back, I don't know how long, maybe like 10, nine years? I don't know, long, long time. We'll, we'll get into that story in a minute. This episode of the e commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging. YouTube. So I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google smart marketer and two-minute crash course and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale With YouTube, we talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. I am pleased to have with me on the show today Mr. Dave Woodward, he is the chief business development officer at Click Funnels, working with my buddy Russell Brunson, and and Dave, you know, he's a motivator. He, he's like one of my favorite guys to follow on on Instagram. I don't know if that was a goal of his, but he's he's a tremendous follow on Instagram. Uh, he's got some, some entrepreneur in him. Uh, he's just an all around awesome guy. He's the host of the Funnel Hacker Radio podcast, which I was thrilled to be a guest of uh, not too long ago. So with that. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show, man! Thanks for
1: coming on. Oh, thanks, Brett. Love, love being with you. It's uh, you're right. We've been we go back a, a long time, but it's been fun. It's been great seeing you guys. have Been crushing it as you have for years, but it's just so fun to see all your success.
0: Yeah, uh, likewise. It, it's been. But I think we were both kind of doing projects with Russell and sort of hanging out together. I think it was like 2010 <laughs> or I don't know something like Not that. Right? Yeah. Long time <laughs> ago. Uh, so I think it would be would be interesting. Most people listening, know ClickFunnels are, are likely at least somewhat familiar with with ClickFunnels. Um, so I want to kind of get into that. But but what's your background first? So so what, what did Dave Woodward do? You know, pre ClickFunnels, and then how did this whole thing start with you and Russell and 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 uh, ClickFunnels journey? Uh, so I,
1: I've been an entrepreneur now the last 25 years. Uh, you're, it's been one of those crazy things where I, I look back, I can't believe all the different things I've been involved in over the years, but everything from employee benefits and mortgage industry and real estate industry. And uh, one of the main things though I really had was my own marketing consulting agency. And that's really uh, what... Uh, marketing's always been my passion. That's kind of where I've... I bounce in and out of different types of industries, but marketing as an agency was really kind of what I, I started doing. And where I ended up meeting Russell was... I had done a lot of the direct response marketing, the old Dan Kennedy days. Yeah, right yeah anyway. And so at that time, I was really trying to figure out the whole internet marketing thing with uh, some of my clients and all the things that were going on there. And uh, I actually ended up going to an event where Russell was speaking with Stu McLaren. And it was all about affiliate marketing. It was a totally new world to me. I was like, what the heck? How does this thing work? And uh, one of the very, they got up uh, just starting the seminar and Russell said, you know what? if you'd like to uh, take us out to lunch or dinner or pick our brain or anything else, you can go ahead and go to the back room and sign up. I mean, these days he would never do anything like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he would get totally mobbed. Yeah. So I went back to the back of the room and I signed up for every breakfast, lunch, and dinner he had for the three days. And uh, we hit it off back then. I think it was like 2008 or nine. And uh, since then we've done a ton of different projects kind of like you and he had as well over the years. And uh, when ClickFunnels came about, uh, it was one of those things he invited me to be a part of, and I've I've loved every minute of it. It's been just a ton, been a crazy, wild ride. Uh, by far, the most fun in any entrepreneurial venture I've ever been on, and it's been just an amazing, amazing time.
0: Yeah, I mean, meteoric rise, man. I mean, Click ClickFunnels is doing some things in the in the SaaS world that had never been done before, and really <laughs> unheard of. And we're going to to talk about that because there's some really good marketing lessons, some good business lessons. And so what I primarily want to do is I want to go through a little more of the, the ClickFunnels success because there's some lessons, some nuggets that we can pull out of that. I want to talk about some things you're observing with, with e-commerce companies using ClickFunnels because I think there's some lessons in that as well. And then we'll, we'll dig into funnels in general and some other fun stuff as well. So uh, I want to uh, kind of just... What's your role at ClickFunnels? So you're the your chief business development officer, host an awesome podcast,
1: but what do you do day-to-day at ClickFunnels? Basically, my job is bringing in to- Rainmaker, make it rain. So everything associated with uh, top line revenue. So we're not real big on titles. I guess you had to have one. I do a lot of our business development with our partners and uh, negotiating a lot of the deals and things that we bring on. A lot of our integrations, um, anything is... I've uh, got a big launch coming up and we're involved obviously heavily in that. But, uh, we've got a speaking team we're going a new speaking team a sales team we're creating so I run all of those things um, and I just uh, I just have a lot of fun every day just to do whatever it's going to take to to bring more money in it's a lot of fun that's
0: awesome and, and just mainly because I'm curious speaker team so that's where you're trying to get your guys and, and gals on stage more to to talk click funnels and, and promote the brand and, and the product
1: yeah so in the past Russell's always been the voice and right. uh, as a CEO of $100 million company, he just cannot be on the road traveling right. as much as he used to. And yeah. so we decided that in 2019, we're going to actually create our own speaker team. We get invited to nice. speak at a lot of events. And I have literally say no all the time right now because I just... Russell speaks right now. Only, only speaks at one other event aside from ours. And it happens to be at Grant Cardone's uh, 10X Growth Con. 35,000 people there. It's kind of hard to pass that one up. But uh, so for all the other ones we get invited to, I hate saying no. So we thought, you know what? We'll answer the need. And we uh, were creating a speaker team. Get Dave Woodward
0: out there, man. We get you on that. Speaker <laughs> team. Have you rocking the stage. That, that's that's awesome. That, that's really smart. I think some some marketing lessons we could get into in, in that as well. But uh, I think it's kind of a good segue. I, I always, I'm always i always fascinated. And this is partially just because of the, the growth of, of our company and, and OMG Commerce. Now we're at, at just under 25 or right around 25 and, and growing. Um, but I'm always curious that's how huge. people are building. That's, yeah. Congratulations. congratulations.
1: Dude, that's, I remember years ago, that uh, would have been a massive milestone. You talk about it like it's no big deal. Like, I oh, had yeah, 25 million, whatever. I'm like, dude, there was a time when 2 million would have been huge. So 25 is awesome.
0: Exactly. Back in the early days, it was just, just Chris Brewer and I kind of <laughs> rocking we and we had one or two admin. But but now, I mean, we're, we're fully into team building mode and, you know, buying into the concept of hiring smart people that are smarter than you and 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 incentivizing them and getting make sure everyone's aligned and all that. But what what have you guys done at ClickFunnels? Because it's been fun to watch you guys as well. What what's been kind of the philosophy to team building and and what has ClickFunnels done right in terms of assembling this this awesome team? Wow. Great
1: question. Oh man, it's uh it actually the timing is perfect in that question because we're doing a ton of uh it's really kind of a weird situation. We were we woke up one day and all of a sudden we're at 250 employees and you're like, oh my gosh, what, how do we get, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So yeah. I was just talking with Brent, who I know you, you know real well and yep, we're yep. looking at this next year adding more and it's just like, ah. Oh. So the team building concept and growing a company is, been one of the things, I'm actually, I've got two books here I'm studying right now. Uh, one by Jeff Smart about who? <laughs> and the other yep, one, yep. Keith Cunningham's The Road Less Stupid. Road Less the Road Stupid. Less Stupid. I, like it. I like that title anyway. That's good. And uh, it's been fascinating though because, For us, I think to answer your question real quick, it's all about an A player. Uh, We've been really, really fortunate. Um, It kind of goes back to your experiences as I know you and Chris were growing things. It's a lot easier to grow a company with people you already know where you've Mm -hmm. seen what they've done and they have a track record. And I know for us at ClickFunnels, if I take a look at our... So Russell and and Todd are the two co-founders and there's four partners, myself, John, Brenton and Ryan. And it's interesting, we, we've been together a long time, and we've seen each other work in high-stress situations. We've been ups and we've been downs together. So we've seen a lot of that. So as we came together, that, that uh, just knowing, um, knowing everyone's skill set helped a lot. But for us, uh, when we were looking at even like our tech support, when we first bought on our first customer service, they were actually our customers, our users. Great. And we literally reached out and said, Hey, Great idea. we need help. <laughs> Can <laughs> you help us? And so we built that our first customer service came from people who already were using the product. They love the product. They want to get more involved. And, and that helped us a lot. Um, I know right now as uh, I just hired a head of our speaker team and now a head of our sales team. And both of those were people who we've known in the past and have had other experience with. But the main thing I guess we take a look at is at when you're looking for that A player, um, I get questions all the time. So what is an A player? And I'm actually uh, in Jeff Smart's book, he actually, his definition of A player, I'm actually gonna read it because I'm still trying to memorize this thing here. But he said, uh, we define an A player this way. It's a candidate who has at least 90% chance of achieving a set of outcomes that only 10% of the possible candidates could achieve. Nice. So for us, we really take a look at, there's a lot of people who could do it, um, but we're really looking for the very, very best. And I think um, when you take a look at A players, uh, Todd actually, our, Todd Dixon, our co-founder, uh, found a stat years Todd, ago. Todd's when, a brilliant yeah. guy, by the way. Oh, Gosh, Todd's brilliant. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and found a stat to where an A player typically is worth somewhere between 180 to 250 times more valuable to you than a B and almost 2,200 wow. times more valuable than a C player. Wow. And it's, yes, you will pay more. You definitely do. Sure. But the value that you get out of an A player is so huge. And I think as we start taking a look at what an A player is for us, um, there are people who are, are self-motivated. they are people who are driven. they are people who you don't have to, to motivate. I think there's a huge difference between motivation and inspiration. If you mm-hmm. have to motivate your employees, you're hiring the wrong employees. Absolutely. 100%. You have to inspire them. And I think your yep. culture, we've been a huge... I, we talk about culture almost on a daily basis as far as that click funnels culture and really making sure that if you have a strong enough culture, the, it now becomes more of an inspiration thing than daily having to crack the whip as far as motivating them. Yep. Um, actually, yep. one of the guys who works for me runs our, all of our relationships. Uh, Miles Clifford uh, came into my office today and we were talking about Christmas presents and things or the holiday gifts and things we want to send out to our Dream 100. I'm like, I, you know what, ideas... And he came up with like four or five just brilliant ideas. They mm-hmm. came up with them on his own. And I'm like, those are the types of eight players that I'm looking for. Where yes, I don't have to be driving and motivate them all the time.
0: Yep, yep. Where where someone is, they're they're looking for issues they can solve. They're looking for things they can make better. And sometimes they're just making it better on their own without even, you know, asking permission and stuff like that. And and I totally agree. Getting the right person is is worth a, a magnitude, you know, a multi uh, a multiplier of. Someone who's not not engaged and, and not motivated, and so uh, yeah, love love that you guys are doing that. I really think a, as you grow, and this applies to e-commerce companies as well. It does. There is a point in time when it shifts from from you being the one doing everything to to then your your highest calling is attracting the right people, uh, so that they can uh, kind of pass you pass the torch onto them, and they can they can run and and grow uh, from that. We, we're big believers, and this did not originate with me, but. There's like two things you have your your brand and your culture, right? Yeah. And and really your culture is what what will help sustain the brand and sustain that, that message that you want to deliver and and who you want to consistently be. So I think that's actually a pretty good segue to start talking about uh, marketing because I know you you are a, a marketing guru, marketing student forever, and just really really good at it. But What's kind of the what's kind of the marketing philosophy? What's some of the the the, the what's the driver behind your amazing uh, ability
1: to scale at ClickFunnels? What what are some of the what's, what's kind of the driver behind that? Oh, I I think for us it's over delivering on value, mm-hmm. and I know that's something can be kind of trite and is said all the time. It's one of those things. Honestly, I was so we have a big product launches tomorrow, and a lot of the people that are promoting are going. Gosh, we you know Dave. What is the product? I'm like, we're still adding things to it. We're still adding things to it. Uh, Russell literally just before this, uh, we started this recording came and said, well, "Dave, I think we're going to add this, and and I think we'll actually have to increase the price because of it. But I think it's more valuable, and and it's what they really need. And I think, especially when I you take a look at a lot of the e-commerce type of products, physical or anything else, it's <laughs> I look at it from an e-commerce standpoint, a lot of it comes down to the bundle. It's what are you really providing? It's not just and making sure that you're giving the very best upfront." I think a lot of times people will, you know, from a marketing standpoint, people talk about, you know, trip wires or low barrier to offer entry, entry types of things. And they're always trying to give something that's kind of cheap or doesn't, it's just trying to whet the person's appetite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always taken the opposite approach and that is give it to them all. Uh, if you take a look at Russell's books, dot com secrets, expert secrets, and now soon to be released traffic secrets, it literally is everything he knows on that topic. And what we found is by literally giving everything to them, people up front, uh, People acquire and they they get involved in it so fast where they're like, I need if you're willing to give me that amount for this low dollar amount, I want more. What more do you got? And I think that's for us when we take a look at providing massive value, it's literally giving everything up front instead of holding stuff back.
0: Mm, that's great. And 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 I love that that approach. And I think especially because you know, you guys are monetizing primarily the the software and the software as a service and then giving away that information and not, and not being stingy with it, but showing people, this is exactly how you succeed. You know, I'd, I'd kind of, this is a, a bit of a stretch in a comparison, but, but if I was a, an e-commerce company selling barbecue grills and I'm monetized based on barbecue grills, then why not just give away like all of my recipes and all of my secrets and, and everything that I know to make you a great griller. Uh, let me just, let me help you. Let me give it, give that all to you rather than, than holding back or something. Um, and I think that endears someone, cause them to want to consume your your product, and and, uh, and just, just goes a long, long way.
1: Um, you know, on that topic, because uh, we're looking right now for a smoker, you're talking about barbecue grills. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, we had a smoker, a Traeger grill, which everyone uh, ran uh, and raved about. They were amazing grills and everything else. Got it at Costco, and I remember when the person was there pitching, he literally just kept throwing every single thing in. it's really why we ended up buying it because, well... Yeah, we'll give you six months of supplies of pellets and we'll give you the recipes. In fact, it's not just the recipes. These are literally the very best recipes that anyone's given. Oh, in fact, in addition to that, these are the actual seasonings that actually were used in this. And so exactly what you're talking about. And I love seeing someone sell that way because they're like, they want to give that much value to where you're dying. I have to get it. I, there, there's no other competition. You're the only one right. because of that. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just not, not to belabor the grill point, but I'm kind of passionate about grilling, so I want to tell a quick story. I bought a uh, an egg actually, not a, not Oh a, yeah. It was a Kam- Kamado Joe several years ago. Yeah. But it was available at multiple stores in my city. But this one guy that I talked to, his name was Greg, and he was like, it was almost Thanksgiving time this year. He was telling me how he smoked a turkey and like what he used to baste and he's just passionate about grilling. And when he got done, I was like, I don't care if I pay you more. Like you, you are going to be my grilling mentor. And so <laughs> I'll come in here to buy my, my, uh, my, my lump charcoal, all my accessories. <laughs> like you got my business forever. And uh, so that, that I think that's what it's all about. And you can, you can achieve the same thing online. It doesn't just have to be, uh, you know, face to face and, and one-on-one. So um, I'm really good. So, so one of the things that, that you guys are doing that, that, Literally, I think literally no other saAS company is doing is you're acquiring customers at either break even or a profit right where where most saAS companies they they raise huge amounts of money they're acquiring customers at a big loss, but you know hoping to, to make it up on the back end so so how how are you doing that and and what marketing lessons are, are, are in
1: that approach? Oh my gosh, uh, this is actually one of the funnest topics for me i we, right now, we are, you know, number 76 on Inc's 500 and we get hit up all the time. Uh, Bain Capital actually just reached out this morning. Um We get hit up all the time for people throwing money at us, which is such a weird situation to be in. But I remember uh, about two years ago when the our, one of the very first VC growth equity guys came and approached, uh, Russell and I were out to lunch with him. And he was talking about, you know, they're all... all all in as far as CAC. What's your cost to acquire a customer? That's the yep, number yep. one metric they always care about is how much does it cost? Because they're going to think, okay, if I give you $20 million and you can acquire this money, that's just how they think. And so he said, you know, well, our cost to acquire a customer right now is it'd, it'd be like about 120 to $140. And he's like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Holy smokes. We're finding most of them are like $250 and 300 He goes, how much of a, how big of a check can I write? We want to get involved with this. And they're like, oh my gosh, well, we yeah. we don't do that. That's too expensive. And he's like too expensive. What are you talking about? He goes, and he just couldn't understand. And so Russell was like, well, we actually go the opposite direction. We don't have, we bootstrap this thing ground floor, yeah, yeah. no cash. So that's too expensive. We don't have, we can't spend 140 bucks to acquire a customer. He goes, well, what are you doing? And so for us, it went back to the, again, the old direct response marketing days of of really going out and finding other offers or things we could bring people in. And so for us, a lot of it's been the books, uh, Russell's Dotcom Secrets, Expert Secrets, where, again, if you take a look at the funnel, it's a free plus shipping offer, and then there's an order form bump and typically one or two upsells. And so we were looking at that where our average cost to acquire, our average cart value in that would be right around $32 to $35. And our average cost to acquire a customer was about $25 to $26. So we're actually making like six bucks on every customer we acquired. Amazing! And the guy was like, "That that can't be true. Because <laughs> if, if, if that's true, you literally will change the entire way business is done." And we're like, "No, that's how it works." He goes, "It can't be. There's no way that that actually works. You can't sell information for a software." He says, "So tell me, really, how are you getting your customers?" And we're like, "No, I'm serious. This is really what we're doing." And he's like. And so we walked him through the funnel, and he was just blown away. He's like, "I cannot believe you guys are actually doing that." And at the time, we had we just crossed through thirty thousand customers. Now we're at sixty nine thousand. And he was so it's been fun to basically go back and I've talked to him a couple other times since then. It's been just interesting to see.
0: Yeah, but you know, it's, it's such a the the ClickFunnels is such an interesting mix where you know you've got you got Todd kind of heading up the technical team, and you guys have some amazing developers and some real strong technical chops. And you got Russell and you and, and others with, with amazing marketing backgrounds and, and also this information marketing background that they really I don't think there's another company that has that kind of those, that marriage of of skill sets. And so it's just allowed for some bootstrap, you know, um, uh, rapid hockey stick type type growth, which which is awesome. So um what what advice would you give to an e-commerce company in regards to funnels and, and actually um, you can either you can pick this will be a choose your own adventure uh, you choose <laughs> which, which question you want to answer first would love to to hear some examples of e-commerce companies using click funnels so whichever you want to lead with you want to give an example and then and then advice or 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 whichever but love to hear about how people are using ClickFunnels to grow e-commerce companies?
1: So I think, first of all, the thing I take a look at is kind of what we were just talking about. And that is, we look at any e-commerce venture as what's your cost to acquire a customer and what's your average card value. And anytime you can get your average card value to be equal to or less than... I'm sorry, if you can get your cost to acquire the customer to be equal to or less than your average card value you literally have an unlimited amount of money you can spend on customers because now your customers are becoming free based uh, assuming then that you have a backend to your e-commerce that it's not all front end type of products. And so for us, anytime we're looking at an e-commerce opportunity, the whole thing is to say what exactly you're bringing them in this front door and you're selling them some physical product. And with that physical product, what are you doing on the back end? How are you scaling that? And so for us, we always look at whoever can, whoever can spend the most to acquire the customer is going to win the game. It Goes back to Dan saying,
0: "Yep, great, yeah, yeah." Whoever can spend the most to acquire a customer wins, and and I think that 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 will always be true. Uh, and it just, it, just yeah. it doesn't mean just spending money aimlessly in the beginning or recklessly or just having deeper pockets. It, it's really more
1: about the back end, right? And then your strategy it totally with, is. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's... so I the main thing I look at for any e-commerce provider is what is your back end? What are you really going to do? What's... I mean, you can sell a whole bunch of products on the front end, but where are you going to take them? And so for us, anytime I'm looking at an e-commerce product, it's as long as you can acquire the customer. And ideally, if you can outspend your competition, man, you you soon will find your competition is sending you leads because they can't compete. They can't keep up with it. So again, we've got uh, you know, over 60, 69,000 customers now and our fastest growing segment right now is e-commerce. That's it's awesome. been really fun for us to see. Uh, we've seen a lot of Amazon sellers and we've seen a lot of people on Shopify and things who are now understanding that there's more to it than just the initial sale. It's the whole funnel aspect behind it. And so for us, when we take a look at working with an e-commerce uh, provider or anybody who's looking at that, the main thing is controlling the customer journey. And really understanding where that is. Uh, We were talking offline as far as Trey Llewellyn is probably one of the most well-known e-commerce people, at least inside of our ClickFunnels
0: universe. He's kind of the e-commerce ClickFunnels poster child, isn't
1: he? Exactly. Uh, He's known for, you know, he started off selling these little self-adhesive targets that that, you basically are shooting rifles and things at. And then one of the things he, which I admire so much in Trey, was he started contacting, actually calling his customers. And I think that's one of the first things any e-commerce person is you got to talk to your customers.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Find I out what they need next. And he said, so, you know, what are you using and what are you going to buy now? He literally started just having those conversations. First of all, they were shocked to get a phone call, but what he realized real quick was the very next thing, a lot of them were going to be buying was, was gun cleaning kits, Yep, yep. And, which wasn't something he even considered. And so he thought gun cleaning kits. So he put an order form bump onto his, or an OTO onto his offer and started selling gun cleaning kits that he didn't even have. He literally had gone to Walmart to see how much they were selling it for and just marked it up. As soon as he sold them, he literally started going, he lives in St. Louis, and soon he was literally going to every Walmart within a 20-mile radius, buying all of these extra gun cleaning kits until he ended up outsourcing them to China later.
0: Sure, sure. I, I think one, one thing I'll underscore there, and I want you to continue the story, uh, I, I, and I heard this, I think, from uh, one of the founders of Airbnb, but he said, you know, to scale, you often have to do things that don't scale. So talking to your customers would be one. And, and Airbnb did the same thing. Like Airbnb went to their customers. They were based in, in California. They went to New York City to visit some of their customers. Stayed the night with one of their, like just weird stuff. But oh, getting yeah. to know, what do my customers want? Who are they? What's gonna, what is it, what is it they want next? So, so doing something that doesn't scale in order to help you scale. But most people just look right past that. So that kudos to Trey for, for doing that. And then and so, so he starts outsourcing the gun cleaning kits. And, and then what was kind of
1: next for him? Uh, he actually ended up adding a membership site on the back end and which was kind of a cool thing where it he literally kind of took the Costco model where Costco really makes the majority of their money off their memberships yep. and they actually do on their percentages. And so for him, he thought, you know what, I'll just create a membership site where they can get all whatever gun accessory type of stuff they needed really almost at wholesale pricing. And this now has created a basically a shopping environment for them. And it it's, works extremely well in a very passionate group like a gun, yep, gun enthusiast and things of that sort. But I see the same thing happen in a whole bunch of other industries. Uh, you see, you know, dollar shave club and, and dollar beard club and all those end up doing the same type of thing, getting someone onto a continuity program because now all of a sudden you're, you don't have to continue to make the sale. The hardest sale online, obviously is the first dollar. Once you it get does. the first dollar, then from there it's a matter how do the other dollars come much quicker because you already have that relationship. And so I would, anyone is looking at e-commerce, I'm always thinking, okay, what other types of things can you offer? What's the next thing a person needs? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we look, we've had a lot of people who sell supplements and supplements are kind of a, a unique situation because typically the best supplements on the back end are more of the same. So you got one bottle up front. Usually the next thing is, well, you want three bottles or six bottles, right? Which is right. the most bizarre thing is still logically. I, I have not yet been able to understand, but it works. Yep. And yep. that reason it does. Whereas on other products, uh, selling more of the same is the worst thing you can do. Uh, Typically, you know, if a person's out there and they're buying something to get six pack abs or, or some exercise equipment, the worst thing is to sell them more of that. They feel like that itch has already been scratched. They've already done it. Even though they don't have the six pack abs, it's in the mail. They know it's coming. So Mm -hmm. the next thing then is what would be, what's the next product or service that they would need to help in that next area, whether it might be recipes, it might be food, it might be whatever else that that next logical thing is. And I think, I've seen that happen. Um, It's been interesting. Uh, Some of the other ones, uh, Jamie Cross right now is, uh, just crossed through over a million dollars, one of our two Comic Club winners. And she has a product called MIG Soap. And it's all natural herbal soaps that, uh, again, much more expensive than anything you're going to find off the shelf. But she's killing it and crushing it. And her whole thing she's actually doing uh, is a whole bunch of Facebook Lives talking people through the whole process of all the things that kind of throw in rocks at her, at our enemies, at her competitors, mm-hmm. as far as these are the problems you're going to find in these other types of soaps. And this is why I spent, I left my job and I left my family to go figure this whole thing out and I had to get it solved and, and tell them that story. So those are some of the other things I've seen work extremely well in the e-commerce side.
0: That's great. And, and so do you, do you have some of your customers that are using ClickFunnels for for a few products and kind of that that introductory funnel, and then maybe they're using Shopify to host their entire catalog and and cart. Or, or are you mainly seeing e commerce um, companies that are, that are just solely using ClickFunnels?
1: Oh, we're seeing both. We see a, a big mix of both. Actually, uh, it's interesting. The one of the nice things. That, the ClickFunnels provides now is a lot of the opportunities bars have in the upsells and things inside of the funnel. I know Ezra has a a great uh, Zipify that he uses inside of Shopify that kind of helps somewhat with that as well. And so we, the whole idea again, I think where a lot of e-commerce people struggle is trying to find out what is the next thing? How else do I add to this? How do I increase my cart value? How do I, how do I make sure that I get continuity income off of this? That it's not a one-time sale. And I think those are some of the main things we're seeing that uh, work extremely well inside of ClickFunnels as well as, as uh, outsourcing to Shopify or wherever else.
0: That's awesome. And so uh, what what are some of the the features of ClickFunnels that you guys have that make life easy for e-commerce companies? So, so uh, may, maybe walk through some of the elements of the funnel and some of the follow-up uh, as
1: well. But what tools do you have that make life a breeze for uh, e-commerce companies. Uh, one of my favorite topics. Uh, so one of the, I think the main things for us really is understanding that what a, a funnel truly is. It's not just a website. It's not just a opt-in page. It's not just a sales page. The whole idea here is is that customer journey to understand exactly where are you taking these people? Where, what is the value ladder that you have? And that's really what ClickFunnels was built for. So you're going to bring them in on the front end and whether you have a low barrier to entry type of an offer or whether you're even doing a high ticket. Uh, typically, we see a lot of people in the e-commerce space using an order form bump. Uh, people are always asking, well, Dave, you know, h- how many is too many OTOs or one-time offers? And it's, it's a great question because I remember back in the day, uh, buying a domain at GoDaddy took like an hour and a half because you had to go <laughs> yeah, through all the, all the 90 program. different upsells. It was just <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yep. And so what we've seen really is two upsells is about the most you can really get away with without your customers resenting the buying yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. And you're building a relationship here. So that's the last thing you want them to experience.
0: If you go, if you do more of that, then they're less likely to even start the process next time. Right. Cause they're like, exactly right. Eh, I remember what you did to me before <laughs> when I tried to check out. So no, no thanks.
1: Oh, right. I totally agree. Um, we've squeezed a, another one in by having the order form bump. It's kind of uh a real simple, um, offer or OTO. So basically as soon as they check out, they're going to get a on their, actually on the checkout, the order form is what we refer to as an order form bump. And it's literally typically no more than about four or five sentences. And it's literally just check the box and it'll add, you know, $47 or 97 or whatever right. your your order form bump is. Uh, typically we see what works best for e-commerce people in that is that, that piece is, delivered digitally somehow. Uh, again, going back to your grill thing, that might be a recipe book or it might mm-hmm. be something like that or, or video tutorials or, or something else where like, oh, you know, I really want to find out more about that. And so it's a real, I look at it, it's very similar to if you're going through the grocery store and it's kind of like you, you walk into the grocery store and you get bombarded by all the candy and the magazines and everything else. They're there for a reason. <laughs> and that, yeah. And those are the quick little impulse buys. And that's yes, what an order oh form yeah, is. I, I totally need gum or I need, I need more yeah, I, I, Exactly. That. I need that Snickers, that Reese's, is calling my name. So the order form bump for us is one of the things that a lot of people really like uh, using ClickFunnels for. Obviously, the next thing that is going to be are the upsells and the downsells. But I think probably the thing most people aren't as aware of that uh, ClickFunnels does extremely well, and that's all the follow-up sequences. What we've seen happen for most people is for every doll that comes in the front end, uh, we went through and looked at over 3 million different funnels and it averaged about $17 in the follow-up sequences. Wow. All came in the wow. front end, $17 was made on the back end if they had the, all the follow-up sequences in place. And so because of that, we're rolling out a new product called Actionetics MD it stands for multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And that's primarily because most people just don't have the attention span uh, that they used to. Right, uh, right. Yeah, and you you go back to the old TV days where you had a whole bunch more time uh, selling TV ads and things. And,
0: yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. What is it? I saw that, that the average human has a, a shorter attention span than a goldfish or something. like that? Exactly. Goldfish has seven seconds. Humans got six.
1: So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> sad day for humanity. Anyway, it is. It, yeah. It's really sad. We're compared to to goldfish now. Yeah, yeah. But it's what we find, um, and one of the main reasons we've called it multi-dimensional is people also. Prefer to be communicated with in a in the way that they choose. Uh, for a lot of us, we've always it's easy just to communicate through email. But we're seeing email deliverability and open rates not and click through rates not what they used to be. People are doing a lot through Facebook Messenger, through text, through desktop push notifications, through a whole bunch of other things. And so, what we've added uh, recently is what we refer to as Actionetics MD. Stands for multi-dimensional. To where now you basically. You can have text campaigns you set up. You can also have desktop push notifications. You can have messenger campaigns. You can have everything. And so it's built inside of the funnel. So you can actually see where people are falling out of the funnel. Card abandonment for most e-commerce people is probably one of the biggest things we all struggle absolutely. with. Absolutely. absolutely. And so you can send them a, a Facebook message saying, Hey, if we saw you got stuck in this area, do you want to help? Do you want to help?
0: And then do you kind of let the you let the user pick then how they want to be communicated with or how are you how are you determining if it's a Facebook message versus an email versus text or whatever?
1: Yeah, it's, so typically what you'll find is you'll end up sending out multiple ones at first okay. and yep. the software actually then is, is trained to help you understand which users prefer text, which users prefer email, nice. which nice. ones prefer messenger or desktop push notification or whatever. So the whole idea is to communicate with people the way they want to be communicated with.
0: Yes, totally agree. What What are some of the the big mistakes you see companies making using ClickFunnels and and you know let's focus more on on e commerce, but you can make it more general if, if you choose. So, what are some of the mistakes that kind of separate those that are just dabbling and sort of using funnels versus those that are just you know the Trey Llewellyns of the world that are just crushing it with with a funnel? I think, gosh, it's a
1: great question. I think I think the biggest mistake most people struggle with these days, especially e-commerce, is not understanding that your customers are people and that traffic is really people and there's really a relationship. Mm-hmm. kind of goes back to what you are referring to earlier where they remember what that buying process was like last time. Yes. Yes. And I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people, when they first get in the business, they're just trying to make a buck. And I, yep. I get it. Yep. I mean, they're just trying to get something online. Get started. Yeah. It's very transactional where it becomes much more relationship oriented. And I think that's the where you see the the people who are crushing it in e-commerce, they understand there's a relationship with that customer. And just like your relationship with your spouse or your kids or your friends, there has to be a value exchange. And you can't just be out there, you know, hitting their credit card every month without providing any value to them. And the greater that value is, the greater the opportunity for sure. Yep. Yep. Fully agree.
0: What t- What marketing channels are you guys most excited about right now? Either because they're... The biggest and most most you know profitable for you guys, or they're they're new, or, or whatever. But what what marketing channels are you guys excited about right now?
1: Oh wow! Ah gosh, we're doing obviously a lot these days as far as social media. Yep. Uh, some of the things we're paying a lot of attention to. Instagram right now is probably one of our biggest focuses. Uh, we're spending a lot of time uh, building up our Instagram following. Uh, Messenger is a huge huge thing we're seeing. Um, but the other real big thing we're trying to spend more. I guess, an opportunity on is really finding out and taking people offline as quickly as we interesting. can. Interesting.
0: interesting.
1: Okay. And, so you explain um, that. What do you mean by that? So, I, again, I grew up in the whole direct response marketing days. We talked about Dan Kenny and everything else. And good direct mail piece, good lumpy good, mail it, pieces or it whatever. It is. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Uh, you know, I mentioned we've got this big promotion going on uh, next weeks or two. And it's interesting that a lot of our Dream 100 strategies are actually done through direct mail and hmm. sending out lumpy mail. Uh, we just sent out uh, recently a ClickFunnels money clip along with a stack of $2,000 fake money uh, <laughs> all about this promotion and things. Uh, we sent out socks, uh, our Grant Cardone socks at first, and we have our own Love ClickFunnels it. socks talking oh. about that. But even um, we recently did a one of our most successful... It was one of those things that just blew up. We didn't think it was going to be as successful was our 30 Days campaign. So it was... Uh, we took the approach as far as if you lose everything and all you had. So we went to our a uh, hundred of our uh, two comic club award winners and said, listen, if you were to lose absolutely everything and all you had left was your marketing knowledge and click funnels account, what would you do in 30 days to get back on? Time? Great question. Ooh, that's fun. That's a fun one. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. And so we ended up with about 20, ended up with just 30 people who not only wrote out literally a daily plan. Day one, I would do this. Day two, I do this. Day three, I do this. Day four. And then they did a virtual uh, summit with Bailey, who'd hosted it. And then they also ended up going through their actual funnel inside of ClickFunnels that they had used to get to the 2 Comic Club status. So it was a crazy situation where what uh, they got in, the they could basically see the virtual summit, it was over three days, each day they, at the end of the day, basically that day's content was, you lost it. So if you wanted access to all of it, you had to pay to get content for lifetime access. but. The main thing was if you wanted to get the actual book, so we actually, not anyone who's listening can see this. It's actually a hard bound book, 500 some odd pages. We're That's amazing. And the crazy thing on this was um, this book, <laughs> basically we gave away the book for free. If they paid for a hundred dollars to sign up for uh, the one funnel away challenge, which was then a 30 day program taking them through that. Mm-hmm. But the part I going back to what you're talking about as far as what are we doing? We actually ended up sending that in the mail with a lift letter and the lift letter basically was a phone call and they could call the phone. And, uh, first of all, it was recorded. They wanted more information. But the amazing thing for me is we're now seeing these books being auctioned because it was open and closed cart literally within a week. Uh, we were seeing the books being offered on eBay for a couple hundred bucks. Whoa. People were trying to get these books because they're no longer available. <laughs> and so i think especially for e-commerce people uh urgency and scarcity are two of the main things and so totally agree opening and closing carts and having time restrictions or quantity restrictions are some of the main things again we we use it all the time we're we'll be doing the same thing as far as we're trying to get 5000 people to funnel hacking live and there's there's always different things that happen that uh as far as urgency and scarcity, it's hard to get someone to buy a ticket for an event three months in the in the future. And so those are same stuff we're, we're always playing around with.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of urgency and scarcity. And it's one of those things where uh, you may have to leave some money on the table up front, but it pays for itself in, in the long run. You know, you look at companies that do just a limited run on, on custom t-shirts or a limited run on apparel or, you know, exotic cars where there's only a couple hundred made in a year. And so then it's like, you know, owning that owning that product becomes a, a status symbol and oh, yeah. it's super valuable. And yes, you could have sold more and made more now, but by having that scarcity, you're, you're going to make a lot more the next time. Now, the next time you make an offer and you say it's a limited window, people believe you and then they take yeah. they take action and then they respond. Yeah. By the way, I, I love that you brought up you guys are doing things offline some now. I, I, I'm seeing that with a few e-commerce companies, uh, Ezra and Boom, yeah. Doing, now they're they're mailing to You're their best crushing. customers and yeah. they're and they're educating and giving, you know, talking about new products and things like that. I, I think being creative with your best customers offline will pay dividends. Uh, but just because we don't ever get mail pieces from e-commerce companies, so if you do it and do it well, uh, you should see an ROI. So totally agree. Awesome. I'm um, good. Well, just a couple things, kind of as we as we wrap up here. What's uh, what's next for you? What's next for ClickFunnels? I know there's probably lots of. Top secret, although I did get an email from Russell today saying he's bad at keeping secrets. Uh, <laughs> he's so. terrible
1: at keeping secrets. <laughs> he's but the what's, worst. What's Come kind of next for, for ClickFunnels and what's next for you specifically? Uh, so one of the main things, ActionX MD that we're rolling out in December is probably the main thing that we're spending a lot of our time and energy on. Uh, really trying to nurture that relationship and, and getting people to understand that uh, this isn't a transactional business anymore. It's very relationship-oriented, and so ActionXMD is the, are going to be the one of the main things that we're spending a lot of time on, uh, and that's our primary focus as we roll into 2019 for sure. I think the other real big thing that uh, we're toying around with right now is the the possibility of adding a CRM. And it's uh, we were at Dreamforce, Salesforce big users conference, and it was just amazing. You know, 170,000 people take over the city of uh, San Francisco. Amazing. But the the CRM piece is one of the things we're really looking at adding a component of that. Uh, hopefully, we won't have it done by Funnel Hacking like Live in February, but uh, definitely in the first, second quarter, we're trying to get that thing up and running. Um, doing a deal with Shutterstock, uh, also doing some other things with uh, uh, actually trying to look at ways of actually creating the ads inside of ClickFunnels. So your ads for Facebook, your ads for Google, and all those things, so... That's awesome. A bunch of fun
0: stuff that we're always working on. Very good, man. Very good. Well, I would I would recommend if there's anybody uh, listening who has not checked out some of Russell's more recent books. So uh, specifically, Expert secrets, but also I'm excited about traffic secrets and what was the other? What was the other? Sec- Dot com secrets. Yeah, of course. Uh, but Expert secrets. I love that because that that's one that talks about building personality and kind of yeah. being a known expert and 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 it's such a valuable. Uh, lesson in marketing. And I think a lot of e-commerce companies don't fully latch onto that. They just they just think product is the hero. And that's all I need to do is just push a product. And, and that's part of it. But I think if you were to, to use some of the lessons in that book, you you could see greater success. So, so definitely check that out. Um, and then I recommend follow Dave on Instagram, man. And follow Russell on Instagram as well. They get some really good stuff on there. But uh, But along those lines, how can people connect with you, Dave, online?
1: Uh, easiest way online, obviously it's gonna be Instagram or Facebook. I'm on those are two platforms I'm probably on the most. Uh, you can always reach out through ClickFunnels, Dave at ClickFunnels.com through email and stuff. And uh again, more than happy to be aware. Awesome. And for
0: anybody that wants to check it out, clickfunnels.com, I recommend you get on their email list. You will get a steady dose of marketing awesome <laughs> coming your way. So even if you don't plan on buying ClickFunnels and you don't plan on, you know, going to the events, which I recommend you do both, but um Check out, check out their marketing. It's phenomenal. That, that's one of the things that I learned a long time ago, like from the Dan Kennedy days and whatnot, is you know getting, getting a swipe file of good marketing. And that was back when you had a literal swipe file of direct mail pieces and <laughs> postcards and ads and stuff. Oh, which is crazy. Just a fun quick story. Because uh, uh, now we're doing video uh, and posting these on YouTube. But I, I'm, since I'm a junkie of old ads, I wish I was closer. It's all the way across the office. But I, I I spent some time in um, uh, thrift stores and I and I got some old magazines and I tore out some of the best direct response ads I could find. and We framed them and put them up oh, in this hallway. So cool, uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's always inspirational. But um, you know, get get in a digital swipe file, and I think ClickFunnels would be a good a good source of that. So uh, check them out, clickfunnels.com. Any other parting words of wisdom or any other advice, any, any offers you want to extend to the audience as we wrap up, Dave?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the main thing is, uh, you were just hitting on it there, Brett, and that is, uh, you're talking about expert secrets. One of the main things, especially when you're selling a, a physical product, is there's still a story about yes. that product. Yes. And stories is what sells, especially these days. I was uh, down at Genius Network this last week uh, and it was fascinating. They had a, a panel of Generation Z uh, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are consulting for Ford and for just these crazy large PepsiCo and all this stuff. And the fascinating thing is that all of them talked about, you know what interests us the most? are stories. Yes. These are 18, 19, 20-year-olds yes. saying, well, we buy our stories. So it's the story. It's the experience. And I think the more that you can make a physical product an experience and you can tie a story to it, man, that's where it's all at. Again, Expert Secrets teaches you exactly how to create those types of stories. Yep,
0: gotta check it out. Awesome. Dave Woodward, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, this has been a blast. Uh, you did not disappoint. And I knew you'd crush it. You're a podcast host. This, this is uh, this is like every day for you. But but really appreciate you coming on. And, and this was a ton of fun. My pleasure,
1: Brett. Always great seeing you, bud.
0: Absolutely. So check it out. Also, Funnel Hacker Radio podcast with my buddy, Dave Woodward. So check that out. Uh, so Dave, thank you for coming on. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some topic ideas. Give us feedback on the podcast. Uh, And until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, If you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our Pmax checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com, And click on let's talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.